Kyle, do people like crashes at Jackson? <laughs> I think mine got the most replays on the big screen. It really did. Which, you're still in second place to me, yard sailing in the crowd. Because that plays every It still it's plays. Still, <laughs> and that was how many years ago? <laughs> Dude, I was on a 09 or 08 Articat with a lot of power. And that a was a long time Very ago. untalented rider. <laughs> that was me. Okay, here we go. All right, we are back. Hold on. We are back. I got Kyle Pulsiver. Kyle, do you notice anything different about the setting here? We've got a different tablecloth here. Kyle Pulsiver, you earned the the wide open podcast, their first sponsor. Nice. Arctic Effects comes to us and says, you know what? These things are pretty entertaining. <laughs> we want to be a part of them. We're going to send you a tablecloth. Sweet. So we got, uh, we've been uh, really good friends with uh, Jordan at Arctic FX. Actually, Jordan, so any of you guys who know Jordan from Arctic FX, he's the owner. He wrapped like my very first snowmobile, very first tour back in the Articat M days. So Jordan has been along for the entire ride of BBA. And uh, I love you, Jordan. Love all the, can you, so how many wraps is that, that he has put together for the BBA fleet over the year? It's in the hundreds because we've had a lot of snowmobiles yeah. over the years. So, uh, Jordan, we, uh, we appreciate the support, appreciate uh, um, everything you've done for this industry. Arctic Effects is really, like, there wasn't a thing of wrapped snowmobiles back in the day, was there? And we do now. We wrap them now. I know. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, you put decals all over them. All you guys up in Canada, you know what I'm talking about. My first mountain sled was a 2016, so. Ow. <laughs> Freaking pup. <laughs> all right. Anyway, guys, we are, we're back. We've got, uh, we've got a really exciting one today. It is part two of Kyle Pulsifer's Adventures of the Jackson Hole Hill Climb. Um, tons of awesome comments and fun feedback from our first one. Obviously, everyone loved to see the behind the scenes of you wadding yourself, almost killing yourself into that tree. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I should I should really get Blake some. I got a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I could probably get a lot, a lot of stuff from people. Maybe this is a good advertisement. If you guys have something from Jackson, what, who should they send it to? Because um, I should do a little video. Don't send it to me. I am 500 emails deep right now. Yeah, mine. All right, you're worse. Blake, what's your email? <laughs> 3,409. Just get it to us somehow. <laughs> it's really easy. Uh, yeah. Send it to Ryan at chrisbrant.com. It was so Ryan, crazy that week. Ryan I was just getting, sits there doesn't do anything. I was getting yeah, right. texts and messages with all these cool videos and stuff, and I was just so busy that I probably missed and lost a lot of cool stuff. And then I ran over my phone this summer, <laughs> and I that little – notification that comes up every five minutes about how you're out of iCloud space or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I never backed it up, so I lost <laughs> everything. Dang it. <laughs> All right, so we don't – we'll do just a quick recap because hopefully you're listening to part two because you listened to part one and you said, well, okay, now what happens? Mm -hmm. um, so Jackson isn't just where you throw a sled in the back of your truck and go up the hill, climb, and win. No, that doesn't happen. Like right. That. So we talked a lot about the preparation and 
all the stuff that goes into it. Um, before we even got to Jackson, right? We had a whole hour talking about um, the trials and tribulations and trying to put it all together you know, in six days. Yep. Yeah. And and where I wanted to start and where we left off was because we kind of breezed through it was so it's it is now like we should start with uh, just like driving into Jackson. All right, hold on. We're not quite to Jackson. <laughs> oh, yet. we're not yet. We okay. so and th- this is this is the one that I I, oh, I yeah. like, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, you got to do this even. You got to do this yesterday a little bit, right? Yep, dude. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not jealous because you you deserve it because you work your ass off here. But you got to go ride some pretty cool snowmobiles yesterday with the players team, didn't you? Yeah, I mean uh, to say I was excited and excited to. When everybody can have some stuff, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. So, well, that's a, that's another topic, another day. But, yep. um, but that brings me back. So, um, it is it is like it's crunch time. We've got all the all the big hitters. You got Keith Curtis and Luke Rainey and the Thomas Boys, and we got everybody and the Factory Polaris trailer with all the all the guys, all the ra- the race support and everything is there. And you know, I. I love that aspect, you know, mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, you know, you think about, man, what would it be like to work for Polaris? And mm-hmm. what if I, you know, looking back then it was snowcross, right? Being a factory racer and having the semi and, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. And, you know, here's Kyle Pulsiver, <laughs> never even ridden, uh, you Got know, a, a hill climb, you know. Got a ratty old <laughs> snowmobile and these guys are pulling up in there. 60 foot trailers with 10 of them and the yeah i mean they're decked out they're there for a reason and so you know the snowmobile the racing game has changed a lot it's not no more like uh tuning carburetors and all of that stuff it's we're doing everything on a computer now yeah right? so talk 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 about like what that experience was and you know what it's like walking in the trailer and and i i because i love that part and i hope uh, the listeners do too yeah and the, so um, I mean, we we showed up on a location where all of us were kind of together, and the biggest thing is kind of just take the sleds out first and make sure. I mean, make make sure they're like you can feel a sled when it's running good, or if there's something wrong with it. Just making sure there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with them, and then we're hooking up um, data loggers and um, checking, looking at the data and seeing where we're at fueling wise. If we can get it a little hotter. Darren uses the term, we'll turn up the fuel economy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which means lean it down, make lean more it power. Down. So finding that line of not going too far and having problems at the race, but making it as fast and, I mean, crazy as possible. And all these guys, I mean, they've got four sleds apiece usually to get. So they're scrambling. Mm-hmm. Like they've got, they get one dialed and they're already on to the next one, trying to get that one dialed. And they race at different elevations. Stuff can happen to snowmobiles. I mean, they, they, and Jackson's probably a lot different than their other races where it's a little bit longer, maybe a little bit icier. Mm-hmm. They're, they're running in. They're probably going to get a little hotter, stuff like that. So, And I think just from the, the past, they're able to take data from the past years and what worked before and, like, kind of just drawing patterns and, I mean, lots of common sense kind of just thinking through, thinking through everything. And, like, we're trying – like, even, like, getting my sled dialed in, like, we were still swapping, I mean – springs on my rear shock and stuff because I was wheeling a little bit too much and I mean it was like it's just 
I don't know. It's, it's a little nerve. It's a little nerve wracking, right? Making these last. So yeah. you you spent yeah. the last three days, right? Getting comfortable. Getting comfortable, and then you come, and then the guys are like, "I'm going to give you more power. We need you to turn a little bit more. I'm going to change this, 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 mm-hmm. and then and then go to Jackson with no practice. Which mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna. I'm a little bit of a believer in too. Like, there's a fine line, and each rider is probably different on what they can handle, but. There's a fine line on power that's usable and power yeah. that's gonna that's gonna hurt you. And I, I've always like it's I always I, like growing up through motocross, watching kids on 125s beat kids on 450s, and it is strictly the only possible way to do that is being with <laughs> using momentum and being smooth. Yeah. Where like, I mean, you can have all the power in the world. It just you really it comes down to the rider at the end of the day. I mean, you need something that runs good and it's got like. When you get up in that top section, yeah, power to get, like, I mean, you can make up some time with power in the bottom and at the top. The middle, I would say, is a lot more it's based fl- on the rider yeah. and just strictly, I mean, finesse. and. Well, I think that's what's funny. to avoid mistakes. That's what's funny is, you know, I raced Jackson for, I think, three years, and I never made it up on a turbo, but I made it up every year on I'm on a 600. Yeah, because <laughs> I could actually ride it. <laughs> I, I was an idiot on the turbo. I was like, I'm going to set the world record. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Here I am in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, all right. Back to the story. So, um, so you have one sled. Everyone's got like 19 snowmobiles and everyone's running around. You kind of, you end up getting your sled into a happy place and then you're kind of helping the other racers a little bit. Yeah, I get my sled into a happy place, learn that I have a rip track, and then obviously with a rip track, you run the risk of that thing opening up on the windows and smacking yeah. coolers, so I park it. We took a couple of hours to figure out, I mean, a plan for what I needed to do to get a track and trying to track one down. Mm-hmm. Huh. No pun intended. I got that. <laughs> but, so, f- track down a track <laughs> and uh, had a plan, so I parked my sled, and then I started helping some other guys work on their stuff and Andy was pretty dialed honestly because it's really I mean that's where he tests and rides it's a lot of the same Mm -hmm. elevations um but there were some other guys that were having some troubles and stuff like that so I was helping out and in the trailer and just kind of learning as much as I could but everybody I mean it went really good everybody was pretty dialed yeah and I think you're right I mean uh you know using past history and notes and um but you know still what you're hoping for is no failure, right? Yeah. No, and, and you never want to have to, you're trying to eliminate as many lia- liabilities or, or possibilities of not, you know, you're talking about tenths of a second at Jackson, which is yeah. insane to me, right? Yeah. So no bobbles, flawless sleds, and then it comes down to the rider, mm-hmm. right? Well, any type of flaw at the wrong moment too can totally serve anyone. Yeah. Like you come into, you come into one of them faces or around one of them corners and you have a, a delay, it's the end of your run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to work. Yeah. There's no. Okay. So we, our sleds are in good shape except yours again. Yeah. Um, you, when we talked about this in the last one, you ended up having to go get a track and like borrow another, you know, favor. Well, and all that, yeah. Right? That, so, well, I leave the test day and the plan is obviously you need to be in Jackson the next morning to get into the pits. Yeah. So tracks, I needed to be there to get into the pits, and then I was going to run across town to where this track was going to be delivered, come back. On, cut, the, on the airplane. Yeah, the. It's coming in on the airplane. Like, <laughs> Darren is like, he's like, yep, it'll be there tomorrow morning. And I'm like, he, so he calls somebody back in Rosso, 
And he said, hey, go run out to the track pile and see if we got this. And then the guy calls back, yep, we got one. Okay, get it on a plane. We need it at Jackson tomorrow morning. I'll text you the address. And I'm like, how does that even work? But um, I'm just, so, I mean, <clears throat> super appreciative of that. And I'm just, like, crossing my fingers. I don't even know what I'm going to do if that doesn't show up. Yeah. And Keith, I think, was like, he's like, if if it doesn't work out, he's like, we could pull the track off my practice sled or do something like that. And Andy said the same thing. He's like, we'll figure something out if we need to. Because stalkers qualify Thursday or Friday, sorry. Yeah. And then, like, mod qualifying Saturday and then finals are Sunday. So there's a little bit of – I mean, you can work with some stuff. Not ideal, but mm-hmm. – so. The next morning, I, I mean, I don't know the program. I've never even been to one of these races before, and they're just like, ah, down at the fair, park down at the fairgrounds, and they'll they'll pull you into the pits. So I'm down there the next morning. Everybody else kind of knows the program, and I'm just like standing around, parked in there, and like I <laughs> just waiting around. And they're kind of everybody that's been there or is there has kind of been there and knows the program, and it's a little bit like unknown if you you're doing it right or there's people walking around that look like they know what they're doing and you don't really know if you should be doing something or what and you sit around for a couple hours before they park you and finally got parked and then drive across town to find this track get the track hustle back because Thursday their amateurs are are qualifying and then their finals I think are Friday uh-huh. so amateurs are qualifying Thursday get back go to I mean then a Andy comes over as I get the track, and he brings over a tool, a gauge to cut it, and kind of to walk me through how to do it. And I show him the screws that I got, and he's like, "Those aren't going to work." And they were they were fine thread, finer thread, threaded um, traction screws. He's like, "I'll go find you some screws." And he went to like everybody and got like a half bag of screws from everybody, uh-huh. and different colors and um, different brands <laughs> and stuff. So he comes back with the screws and. I had my, actually, it was kind of cool, too. My mom, dad, and brother came out, and they've really never been a part of any of my snowmobiling, really. Mm -hmm. So it was cool to have them out. And so me, my dad, my brother, Andy, Sam Peterson came in, and we're all, like, each one of us is either cutting, putting in screws, like, twisting the track or holding the track. And, I mean, we literally did it in, like, a half hour or 45 minutes, like, cut and screwed, threw the track in. Got everything dialed in, lined it up, track tension, um, and then kind of by then it was towards the end of the day, um, watched the amateurs a little bit, and then Friday I actually ended up gaining a class Oh, and getting to, um, getting to run a stock 900 class. So then uh, Toby Shepard, I didn't have a sled. Toby's like, you can ride mine. I was like... A rental? Hell yeah. <laughs> a rental sled? At Jackson? It's like the sure. best kind. <laughs> so I, the qualifying for stock, stock classes and improved is to the first catwalk at Jackson, which is the least technical part of the track. It's kind of just S-curvy, super fast, super rough, yep. bumpy. Um, and so I'm watching qualifying, trying to learn how to, what I need to do. Yep. And I end up, so the sled I haven't even started. You've never before. even ridden. Never the even snow started road. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, let's give this a shot, <laughs> and pull up on the starting line, and it was super icy that day. Uh-huh. Super icy, and like the biggest thing everybody was telling me was, don't 
keep it on two skis, keep it on two skis. Uh-huh. And they're like, you'll just spin it. You'll if you spin go, it yeah, they're like, you'll just spin if you try to put it on edge, which is pretty unfamiliar for me. Like sure. doing the two foot, like trying over the turn. front ski, try to get yeah. that thing to turn. And I actually, like looking back at it and looking at where my times were, I had a, I'm, and it's super tight. Like what? So I think you, they take two racks. There's a bunch of racks of 25 yeah. for each class. And out of the 25, I think the top eight or eight, six yeah. or something mm-hmm. transfer. It, dep- it depends how many people in the class. But like 900 stock, there's a lot in there. They're probably taking the top 10, right? Yeah, and that's what it was. Or it was eight, eight to 10. Eight yeah. to 10 or something to come up with a final bracket. bracket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to get in this final bracket, oh, like, dude. I was like 20 out of my bracket, which was like 25. I was like 23rd or something. Uh-huh. So looking at all the times, like the, the top or the people that were transferring were all within – I mean, like six seconds probably, mm-hmm. which the f- top six were with all within like three seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, well, you really, I mean, it's tough because it's like you, you, there's a really fine line. Like you could tell the guy, like the guys that were going in there just wide open, were just slipping, sliding and it didn't work. And then there was like people that were maybe holding back a little bit that were going there was, and then there was people that were holding back probably too much being too conservative but, like, there was a really fine – that's the thing with that. It's – the racing that I've done before, like, in motocross, there's, like – I mean, there's not, like, a – I don't know. I feel like there's not a finesse line. There is to where if you're crashing, obviously, you're not <laughs> going to be winning. But, like, there's a it's, – it's weird. There's a – like, to the conditions, you couldn't push too hard yeah. or it'd be slow. Yeah. So – you could oh, you, could you could overdrive o- stuff and lose traction. Yep. And you, one bobble in that stock qualifying and – you're you done. just might it as well turn around. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. You got to be perfect. That's why I never even made it to the first catwalk. I'd always <laughs> screw up and just head on down. I sucked at stock qualifying. It was it was so hard because you bobble one time and you that's, you lost your opportunity. Yeah. And, like, Brandon, Brandon Tittenser comes up to me and he kind of gave me a rundown. And he was like, he's like, he's like, and he, that's, he was the one that mainly told me and like everybody was talking about it, but like, keep it on two skis. He's like, even he's like, I know you'll come into a corner and you'll think you need to be wrong foot forward and get that thing on edge. And he's like, it won't work. <laughs> like, especially the last run to the catwalk mm-hmm. was super slippery. You could just see, I mean, people were like pin, you could hear sleds just pinned and they're like barely making it to the catwalk. And it's not even that it's the steepest part, but, but it's, it's not that steep. Yeah. So I'm looking at all that and picking out some lines because the course is really breaking down now. And because that's towards the end, once you get up to like the 900 qualifying. And yeah. So, and I was I in 900 stock or 1,000 stock? I think it was 900 stock. Yeah. Anyway, my run's up. I pull up on the top of the thing and like I didn't know when to pull up there. Luckily, Darren was with me and he warms up my sled and telling me what to do. He's like, pull up there. He'll tell you when you can go. So I pull up there and. Like, looking around, there's a whole bunch of people. I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. I've never had a bunch of people watch <laughs> for one line or whatever. And you get up on top, and they're like, okay, you're good to go. Good luck. And the butterflies yeah, right there a little bit. Honestly, I wasn't. I honestly wasn't. I was worried about it a little bit, but I wasn't nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it was just It was a little bit different having the people there, but wasn't super nervous. And I come around, and there's this tabletop at the time yeah. of lights and everybody's like, there's a couple guys on short track 600s that were jumping it. And one guy like hit it on a mountain sled. And I mean, literally didn't make coasted through the timing lights and broke everything. <laughs> I don't know who it was. It was funny. It, well, it wasn't funny, but it was kind of funny. Like, yeah. So no one was hitting that because you'd get a better drive off the landing. Uh-huh. Like if you 
roll the tabletop and drive down the landing. The timing lights are actually in the bottom. So come through the timing lights and like it, this, it was really, it was going really good. Like I had a really good line through the, through the arches and then up the hill. And a, I had a really, it was like a hot, like a long sweeper to the right with a bunch of holes in it. And I was up, there was like a little line starting right up by the flags that I'd watched a couple of guys take. And that's what I want to take. Cause you got, if there was people that were dropping the ski in the holes, obviously, and, yeah. and that was working, but it was getting slower. Mm-hmm. And then there was people pounding right through the holes, which was slow. And I was on the inside of that, them big holes. And I was, I was, I had both feet on the right running board and I had a, I mean, I had a clean pass all the way up in there. I didn't have to let off. And I'm just coming to where it was like, I needed to get around another flag. So I needed to get further right. And that track washed out where I maybe should have started to back out of the throttle or something. And I was just, it was right where that line was like right on top of them bumps. And I had just the right edge of the track up on top. Yep. And that track slid and dropped down and literally just dropped and squared up one of them bumps, like uh-huh. right in the bottom. The skid dropped all the way to the bottom of the hole. And Superman like it, Kyle Pulsar. It, it high-sided or like lifted that back end way up. And my feet came off the running boards. Let's see if we can find that clip. My feet come off the running boards and they're literally above my head. I'm looking straight down <laughs> at the dash. And luckily, I kept it pinned, and somehow I stayed on it. Uh-huh. But my So my feet dropped back down. Now I'm obviously going straight. I'm not making that right-hand sweeper. I have to totally get out of the throttle. Uh. I have to turn right, get around that flag. Then I have to, which was another thing that's really weird about that racing. Like, when lines push you certain ways in the trees, you let them do it, and you just go around the tree on the left, even though you were planning on the right, plan B, right? Yeah. Like, it didn't work. Plan A didn't work. Let's just go to plan B. There, it's like plan A. Or you lose. Yeah. So I, like, have to dang, lock up the brakes, turn right, lock up the brakes, turn left around the flag, and now I'm going again. Uh-huh. And, it, and I get going again, make the next – I, I kind of – at that point, I'm like, ah, that was so slow. There's not a chance. And I get around, and I get to that last turn, sharp left turn, to go up the hill right at the timing lights, the top timing lights. And I come around that corner, and that was the same thing. I got that left ski down in the trench, come around the corner – and that sled slid on me a little bit, and I, I pinned it. And I, like, looking back at it, I can still remember. I can remember every second in this line still, like every one of them. And I pin it, and I'm just, like, just spinning. <laughs> and I should have just backed out of it, and I'm, like, all the way back on the running boards, pulling back as hard as I can. And it was doing that, like, transfer onto the back, but it was this shock was stiff, so it would lift that, that front track shock, and it, then it just spin you out again. And I made it up to the timing lights, and I was like, holy crap that was embarrassing that was terrible and I actually come back down I come back down around <laughs> I still didn't know what to do and I like go over to the person at the catwalk and they're like put your ski brakes on I'm like <laughs> okay thanks where do I go because like you go down and you get to I'm like do I need to stop down there or what do I need to do like you pull down there and they like each class they they kind of pick something different to tech oh. like I think like that time I don't think they looked over much other because it's just stock classes. They and it was just qualifying. They kind of just looked over like to make sure you have all your stuff and snow flap and tether and whatnot. And so I pull back down to the pits and like the guys like Darren came over to me right away and he's like, "That was really good." And I was like, "Did you see me just like hit the back of my head with my feet?" And he's like, "Yeah, you screwed that up, but it was pretty good." And I was only I think I was two seconds off of what, what, what was the transfer spot. Well, what it got you in. Yeah. Which, 
I'm really thankful to have that class just to kind of like, because I didn't even plan on having it. I didn't plan on really being competitive at it. Sled that I'd never rode. But it was really good to have that class just to get a feel for like what it was and what it was like and to look at the hill from the track, not like from the chairlift. It's, it's totally different. And so getting that class, getting that look at the hill, even though I didn't make it in yeah. 900 stock, I, I wanted to obviously, but um, it was it was pretty – it was cool to kind of see that line too. I think I rode it pretty good. but mm-hmm. And then to be two seconds off, I mean, I feel like I lost more than two seconds having to stop and turn around that flag like that. So, I mean – so it gives you, it gave you, it, it gave you a little confidence, even though you didn't get through. Right? Yeah, and it gave you some seat time, and so, so that's so that's um, Friday. That was Friday. Yep. yep. Stock qualifying. Okay. So now you haven't ridden your sled since you put the track on and and all of that, right? Well, yeah, no, I haven't, and hey, uh, so I actually ran up after that race. I think I ran up to ride it just nope. to just to take it for a spin to make sure everything's I mean running right I, there's no vibrations and stuff like that so I do and then just to see how different that track is yep so I run up I think after that race my stock day mm-hmm. and rode the sled everything worked good sled ran great everything so now Saturday's the big day they open the top of the hill yep and that mod qualifying goes to the top that, I mean like growing up watching like all these crash videos and like I grew up watching my a highlight ton reel, of, <laughs> watching a ton of Jackson videos, and I actually the first first year I watched Jackson I actually I only watched it once I went there sixteen seventeen the winter sixteen seventeen by myself before I came down here to ride with you mm-hmm. it was right before yeah the, like two days before yep and I went up there to watch and I was by myself and. Like, it was the year that it was 45 degrees the day before, and Sunday morning came for finals, and it was glare ice until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And, I mean, I don't think anybody made it over the hill until, like, 11 o'clock. Wow. And Just carnage. There was Articats, literally, with tunnels, the rear tunnels getting ripped off them. Yeah, I remember. It was was so painful to watch. Like, I... Because I... The amount of work in those snowmobiles... Yeah, and just to get ragdolled, like and that. to know, and and you know, this isn't about this year weekend there, but we've seen Jackson at that point where, in the bottom of the gate, you know, there you you can't make it. It's trying to go get a high mark before you have to jump off your snowmobile so you don't die, mm-hmm. and watch your sled get totaled. Yeah. Like literally, that <laughs> was that like. That was the mentality, and I saw a few racers literally go to the first catwalk and pull off and go down. And I'm like, I I respect that, you know. I, it, it's like there's you know there's there's so much work that goes into it, but I also respect the guy that says f it, I'm going, yeah, and I'm trying. I like I you know I had respect for both yeah. there, um, and that was a year that you know you literally I mean I was. I had a tear watching all of these racers who sacrificed all this stuff and money and time and, and to watch their sleds. And it wasn't because they screwed up. It was the conditions. Yeah. Right? I mean, you couldn't walk on the hill. Yeah. Like, I went up. I rode the chairlift up right away in the morning, 730 in the morning. I rode the chairlift up. And, like, people that were trying to walk down, like, the fence on the sides were yard sailing. Yeah. Like, the hill help couldn't even stand on the hill, let alone grab a ski. Oh. Like, the hill help was, like, trying to you couldn't kick your heels in to have something to stand the hill's so steep you need something to stand on yeah and 
the hill help couldn't even kick their heels into the hill to like stand there. So like the officials are like pulling hill help off, and they're like, if the sled stops, then go help them tip it up, right? But yeah, like don't, don't even try to don't even it. try to stop no, it. Can't you can't, and you can't even I mean run across the hill. You can't do anything. So another part of this is like another part of this is the like the hill is nasty. So this, we're back to the race this year, okay. and the hill is nasty. And we, um, I'm like talking, I, I think I rode the chairlift with. Saturday morning? I rode the chairlift a ton. Sa- Friday when the, because at the end of Friday, the amateurs and semi-pros final, I mm-hmm. believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we watched. The, so they got to go up the, to the That's top. the first time yeah. the top of the hill opens up. Yeah. And the top of the hill opens up and they're finaling and I rode the chairlift up. I mean, I made laps all afternoon with Andy and um, Keith and Sam Peterson and, like, took laps with those guys on the chair. And, like, I'm just looking at the hill. I'm like, God, this looks – I mean, it's nasty. There's not much snow up here. This is nasty. And like, this is it before, took, like, like, all the holes and everything. Yeah, like, it's just, like, I mean, like, ten people have been over the hill. And, like, it's two ice, rocks, dirt, and grass, like, all, immediately. Like, there was moguls on the hill, and that was the only snow. Yeah. So, like, I was, like, Keith and Andy and all them guys are even, like – this is the nastiest I've ever seen this hill. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Oh, Great. sweet. Yeah. I was hoping. I was hoping you'd be say my that. First one. Yeah. And <laughs> so, like, having understanding that and, like, looking at it and, like, the biggest thing was just trying to look for those lines that still had snow on it. Because, like, when there's ice on rocks, there's, yeah. it's not it, traction. No. And it's too steep to not have traction. So you're looking for lines of snow or, like, certain parts of the hill where you need to get drives off it to get through those the next sections. part of the, yeah. the snow and, like, mm-hmm whether you pound straight through the ice and the rocks or you try to go over them snow moguls or if they're going to screw you or what's going to happen. And it was cool listening. I mean, those guys are, I mean, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And, like, listening to, like, their opinions and, like, what they do and what they were thinking of the hill. And, like, everybody's kind of varies a little bit, but everybody's looking for the same thing. Like, whether or not what decision they make on what line they want to pick and, like, what looks best to them varied, but they all had the same idea. And, I mean, so going into... Friday, like, the hill got nasty. Like, some guys barely made it. I mean, there wasn't that many people that made it over at all. Yep. And this is the best shape the top of the hill is going to be in. Mm-hmm. So, Saturday morning opens up. They went from having a pretty straight top section to turning us down right in the rock gardens. They make us pretty much stop, come across in the rock gardens, and that's, like, the steepest part of the hill. That's yep. what they call it. They call it the rock gardens. And then a left-hand turn straight up through the rocks. And so the classes start out Saturday, mod qualifying, going to the top. And, I mean, it. the first few people, I mean, struggled big time. There kind of gets a groove in it, and then there's a period of good where a lot of people are going up the top, and then the track breaks down, and then very few people are going on mm-hmm. the top. So all these classes have 25 people in it, and they randomly draw what order you're in. So there's a lot of chance and luck, and sometimes the track won't break down and be, like, fast until the last person sometimes the first few people have the fast track the so advantage it's, yeah. it's tough there and there's really nothing i mean it's kind of just luck really i yep. think there's nothing you can do about it you don't know when they're going to move a gate they might move a gate between classes and then it, it went everything. from a fast track to now it needs to build a line again or you need to cross another line and so we're getting closer and closer to the race and it's like god dang i've been up been up and up here like watching all these races because i only had I had two classes to try to qualify for that day, and it was 900 mod and open mod. And there at the end of the day, they're the last classes of the day. Mm-hmm. 
and like standing around all day, like watching <laughs> all these classes. And it's like, normally it's like riding. Yeah. Right. You're and, sitting. And I'm sitting there watching and watching and watching and thinking and thinking and thinking. And it's just like, God dang, I just want to go up this thing. Uh huh. So finally, like, I don't know, what was it? Three, four o'clock where it gets to like where 900 mods up. So I take one last second lap on the, on the chairlift, watching the hill again, come back down, get on the sled. They, now they announce that 900 stock or 900 mod is up. They move a gate. <laughs> I'm like, well, that was pointless. I didn't even need to ride the chairlift. Yeah. So they move a gate, like, pretty substantially in the rock gardens. They took one, that one where you had to turn hard right and then turn hard left and go through the rock gardens. They took that first gate where you had to turn hard right, and they put it way further up the hill and way farther left into uh, just nastier junk. Yeah, to make and it even worse. To make it even worse. Yeah. And there was a, I mean, what gate number would have that been? Like, what would it be, 26 and 27? Yeah. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So gate 26 now is way farther left and further up the hill, so it makes you have to almost drop a little bit back downhill Down. to yeah. get around 28 and go up through the rock gardens. So the class starts out. It's really tough. Lots of people are struggling getting around because it was so steep above 27. They were really struggling to get that front end to drop because they brought so much speed into that corner trying to get that front end to drop around that gate. Mm-hmm. And – I mean, it finally, like, some people start to really, like, check up at 27. They really start slowing down, getting that front end drop to have a drive around 28 and get up through them rocks. So, same thing, same program. Darren comes up to me. He's like, we need to get your set up there, get it warmed up. So, he warms up on the jack stand, does whatever he does, tells you you're good to go, gives you a fist pump, tells you to have at her. So, you get up on the starting line, then it's kind of like, you're looking, there's a lot of people there on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And, um... He's like, and I was like 23, and what he told me before the race is like, not many, because of that gate change, before that, people were ripping like yeah. up the top. Like, there was a ton of people going out the top. My class, that 900 mod, I think four or five people, and I was 23rd, Yep, four or five people is it that made it out the top. So Darren's just like, dude, he's like. Calm down in the like, bottom. He's like, calm down in the bottom. He's like. Get to that first catwalk. Yeah, he's take like, a breath. Take a deep breath. Yeah, and he's like, ride that thing out the top. You don't need to set any world records. You don't. This is qualifying. You don't need to win qualifying. It doesn't do you any good. Yeah, he's like, don't need to do anything crazy. Get out the top of that thing. Like, do what you do every day. Be smart. Don't let anything affect you. Focus on what you need to do. Be calm. Like, remember to breathe. Don't hold the brakes all the way up the hill. And just get out the top. It's all you need to do. He's yeah. like, it doesn't need to be fast. Just, I mean, put in a decent run. Don't try to be too slow again where you're going to spin out. But he's like, just be smooth. Get out the top. Are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. I'll just do that. <laughs> so I pull up on the starting line. It's the same program. They're, they announce who you are, whatnot, and, like, sponsors and race achievements where I haven't even been to a snowmobile <laughs> race in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like when Keith Curtis is up, race achievements. Oh, wins. it takes 12 <laughs> minutes. Jesus, Keith. But uh, So I, I'm like, so here I am again, just kind of, I don't know, collecting myself. Got get the heart rate up before the race. And same thing. Go to take off, get over the tabletop, break the timing lights, hit the first banner, first archway, and come through the banner, sled lays down, sled box. Just totally, I'm pinned to where I need to be going 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Sled lays down oh, all the, the way. Sled through the sled has tray. been perfect. Hasn't bogged, hasn't deaded, hasn't spit, sputtered, done a single thing all week, all season. Hasn't done anything wrong. I get through the yard, and I'm, 
I'm bad with snowmobiles that don't work perfectly. Because yeah. it, it gets in your head. You don't, like, you get so used to being in front. Of, like, when you pin it, you're leaning forward. Like, you're ready for it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You yeah, just, yeah. you do things before the sled does them because you know what's going to happen. And when, <laughs> when you don't have that, it's really hard to ride because it's in your head. So the sled lays down. I have to back in and out of it like four times to get the sled to go. It finally takes off. And I'm like, God dang it. Are you kidding me? So I just, I literally, I drive through the gates up to the first catwalk, basically. Uh-huh. And my sled, every time I back out of it, it's just like spit sputtering. I mean, and I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. I get through, I get to the first catwalk and I pin it and it's just, what, pa, 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 like 6,800 RPMs. Oh. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And I get, and I get like, it was funny getting to that first catwalk and looking up. Like you ride this chairlift and you see all these lines, you see these gates, you're looking at it from the top, from the drone's view, a helicopter's view, you see all these lines. You get, and you're like, I'm going to go I'm right gonna go here. I'm going to go right here, I'm going to do this and then looking at it, the binoculars from the bottom, you're seeing all this stuff and, like, what these riders are doing. I get to, you get to that first catwalk, and you're looking up the plane of that hill, and all you see are red and blue, and then you got to look for numbers because it's really easy to be at gate 26 and look at 28 and drive through it, but yet you miss 27. That's way to the left, and that was a big thing Andy said. He's like, don't miss gates. Uh-huh. And, like, well, everybody kind of gives you that advice, but they're like, don't miss any gates because then you take yeah, a mark right yeah, there. yeah. And you got all the hill help, and you yeah, got the crowd I'm like, over I'm there. Looking and I get to that first catwalk, and I see a chairlift, like, right by my ear, looking uphill. And yeah. the chairlift's, like, interrupting flags. Uh-huh. You can, like, it's covering it's right up there, flags. Yeah. You see a billion people on the left. You got hill help scattered all over the hill. Diff- like, there's just colors everywhere. Yeah. Like, there's dirt and rocks, and it's, the moguls are way bigger. Anyway, first catwalk, I'm like, okay, a deep breath. And I drive up straight up to 27 like really good and that was that one where I swung hard left and I literally I get up on top of 27 and full counter steer and foot forward like we teach every day yep and I drop that front end and I stop pretty much like come to a dead stop like we do on our downhill turns every day we practice with our groups yep drop that front end and everybody like looking back at the videos I heard from the crowd everybody's like oh like like it was over but I mean I stopped perfect on snow yep and there was a little rut wide yeah of like where everybody was pounding through the rocks and through the bumps and i mean i like drove around that corner at 40 now hold on this is this is what i love because i saw the video mm-hmm. this is like it brought a tear to my eye uh, of how proud i was of you <laughs> so here's what you do right you go up around that gate square foot foot forward drop the front end down like we have done nine million times with our clients on day one yep. right and then you eyes up take a step back on the running board to unweight that front end and you're gonna go around that corner and you're ready like yep. it was, i was like well we've done that a couple times yeah and the sled is still like spitting and sputtering so luckily though like right there it i got on the throttle and when you're in a position like that, you're not at the mercy of, like, trying to keep the ed- sled on edge with throttle. When you take off, you can kind of let the sled do its thing, get that track spinning, put that track in the snow, and let it take off. So I get around 28, and 29's right at the top of the rocks. Yep. And I, I come wide, yeah. wide in the snow. In the snow. And I cross 29 with my right ski, like, wheelied over it and missed it by about that much. And I land, like, in a side hill on right edge now, like, on dirt and ice. And luckily get on another pillow – and, I mean, didn't set the world on fire. And, I mean, get on pillows and drive right out the top. And, like. With your sled just. Out the top. <laughs> and I get, I get up to the top catwalk. And 
like, I'm just like, it took me a second because I'm just like, Did I, am I here? That, is that it? Did I make it? Like, <laughs> I'm so used to like not like thinking about lines, right? Like your goal is to get to the top and then you turn around and you do it again. Try yeah. to find a harder spot on it or do like try to hit your same line or do something like that. I get up to the top and I was like, dang, now what? That was pretty cool. Uh-huh. And I turn around and look and you're like, I mean, town's just like <laughs> way down there and people are cheering and stuff. And that was awesome. I mean, I've never had, I don't know how many people cheering when you get to the top of a line. Dude, I always normally cheer you for just, you. Normally you just tell me I took your mom's line or something. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but so I'm at the top and I'm like, well, now what do I do? And uh, I don't know his name, the announcer that's at the top that does, that's doing interviews. Yeah. I shut off my sled and he interviews me and you, you had bet me a dollar the day before. I told you every time you make it up, that's a dollar. It's a dollar. So I claim that dollar, and uh, I don't know what I even <clears> – he <throat> was asking me questions, and I'm like, I've never really had a – I don't know if this is a podium interview, but I've never <laughs> had an interview like this before. So go through that. I mean, I was pumped. He turns the mic off, and he's like, nice work, dude. See it Because I still had open mod. Yeah. And he's like, see you up here in, a few, or in, a, in, a, in your next class. And I was like, yeah, I hope so. So I'm like, I turn around and go to walk to my sled, and I'm like, I ask him, I'm like, where do, where do I, I go? go? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, there was this line out the top right to the chairlift, basically. Yeah. And, and it's, like, no, there. And it's like, not like that. That line isn't that pretty either. Oh, no. There's like, there's literally people walking down it with their elbows on top of the trenches. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember <laughs> that. I So uh, funny. Like, so your recollection is identical to my first time making it up. Like, I come, like, the hill is intimidating, right? And then you just get into that zone, and here you go. And I come around the second catwalk, and that year they had straightened it out a little bit. And I just remember, like, wheeling through stuff, and I'm like, I'm here. Yeah. I made yeah, it. That's exactly well, what Well, that wasn't that bad. No. Um, and then, but same thing, I get there, and then they're like, okay, you just go up there, and I'm just like, looking, I'm like, huh, I think <laughs> I'm going to wreck my sled right here. Um, and it's such a cool feeling getting there. For one, I forgot to breathe. Like, so I get there, and they're trying to interview you, and I'm just like, <gasps> give me a minute. <laughs> and that's what, that's what Sam told me, too. He's like, he's like you're going to get to the top, you're going to puke, you're, you, you aren't going to take a breath the whole way up. And, like, I got to the top, and I was like, you were good. I was fine. Yeah, yeah I, was like, I was not. Just another, another line, kind of. Yeah. So I get out the top and I'm following these snowmobile tracks down through the woods and on these catwalks. Yeah. And get back down to the first catwalk, and everybody's kind of saying good job and stuff like that. And I knew, like, uh, I mean, I didn't had no idea what my time was or anything. I just knew that not. I think eleven people transferred out of that class because it was so big. Yeah. I just knew, like, you're in. I'm in because yeah. there was two people behind me. Only, I think, five had made it out. Sweet. So I was like, well, I'm in. So I, I don't really know what my time was, but it was good enough. Yeah. So I get back down to the down to the pits, and, like, my dad was there, and Darren was there, and they were, they were pumped. And I was like, I was like, just got to do it again. I'm already thinking. I'm like, as I'm coming down the track, I'm, like, looking in. I'm like, I just got to do it again. I got to do it again. I get down, I'm like, Darren's like, nice work. That was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sled ran like shit. We got to figure something out. Yeah. And he's like. What do you mean? I'm like, I was like 6,800 RPMs popping and sputtering and like laying down. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no. We didn't even put a data logger on it. Uh, Normally we put a data logger on yeah. all the sleds going up For in case run. they have problems. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that sucks. He's like, this thing's ran perfect all week. And I'm like, I know. So he looks how at much? How much time do you have between your two classes now? 
my next class. It's, it's the next, next class. Yeah. So. so so now we're scram like we're yeah. feeling we're feeling good, right? You're yeah. pumped you made it, but now um, I'd yeah, be I'm thinking like about the next what class. what is up with my sled? So yeah. so what do you guys do to fix fix this? He sled? he I mean he has some ideas. He looks at my fuel numbers. He looks at just some stuff. He looks like obviously on digital wrench you can pull codes. There was no codes. There was no nothing. All it was is he's like, we need to lean. If he's like, if it was laying down, we need to lean it down. Yeah. So he pulls a bunch of fuel out of it. We look for boost leaks or something weird like that. Yeah. Everything looks perfect. Everything's in check and normal. So I was like, well, he's like, we don't have. He's like, you got to run it again. Like, yeah. He's like, it's hopefully. I mean, something was weird. Hopefully, it works this time. So same thing with my open mod runs. Is I'm like dead last in the class, which I'm like I, at this point I'm like I kind of enjoy it's that. It's good the because hill is, the hill is yeah. so bad, like up top, like it was no one, not no one, but like very few out of each class, like five percent of the people were making it. Yeah, like so I'm dead last, and I'm like, well, perfect. I'll like I'll know what I need to do, whether mm -hmm. or not like I got to charge the, the bottom yeah. or I don't have to. Like yeah, and that's what, like charging the bottom. It's like that's where you could use up a, a lot of energy. Where in the technical Dude, I'd have stuff, to you stop might not be at on the point. first catwalk, get her drink of water, <laughs> arm pump, calm down. A nature valley, maybe. <laughs> but so, like, I'm going into this next run, same thing, dead last, watching my class. And I'm watching these guys. Now the track is super slippery. Like, the snow, like, because we're still staying left because they need yeah, to stay uh -huh. the right side of the hill for finals day. Yeah. So we're still on the left side of the hill, and it is broken down. Like, there's moguls and walls and trenches. And that's it. And then, like, the only paths are literally dirt. There's no snow patches on it. They're dirt for, like, hundreds A of yards. Ways. Yeah. And ice. So, and there's, like, little stumps and stuff that they've cut off on them hills, like, this yeah. big, solid. And I'm just watching everybody spin out. Like, and it's weird to see people spin out. They're not even crashing. They're spinning out. I was like, this is, I got to, like, I got to hit my lines right. I got to get to the right spots, check up, and get drive through through the spots you where you can drive. to yeah. gain momentum, gain yeah. them shelves, just like we do in the trees, like getting, being aggressive, getting up on top of that shelf and then like getting the drive for the next one. Yeah. So I'm watching the class, same thing. I get to the end of the class. Very few people had made it and I'm worried about my sled still. So now I kind of know the program, get on the sled, um, go to get up the same thing, take off, same thing. First start lays, down. lays down again. Uh. And I was like, God dang it. You gotta be kidding me. Get it out. Now I'm kind of ready for it and throttle around it, and it's worse this time. And so I get up to the first catwalk, same thing. I just drive up to the first catwalk. Same thing, deep breath, look up the hill, and it's nasty. Like, it's walls. You're bouncing skis, standing skis up on. And, I like, you just find that right speed that you're standing them skis up on, and it's not just tipping you into the trench. It's standing the ski up on it where it'll, like, your sled's driving forward fast enough where it's going to drive through it but not so fast that you're going to get flung upside down. Yep. So same thing. I get up to that 27, 28, 29, where everybody's spinning out. And it's still the same deal. You got to go around 27, drop the front end down. They straightened it up a little bit. Okay. They moved 28 they, left. Okay. They moved 28 left. And I get up. I see this thing right at the orange fence, right on the far left side. When I was watching the class and the track break down, there was a couple guys that that was the most defined shelf on the hill. Uh -huh. There was a couple guys that literally spun all the way up to get up on top of that shelf, and then they got on that shelf and they had snow in a clean line up the left side. And like it as in clean, like I think we could pull up a tape of Keith on that left side doing about 
eighty. He got <sighs> he's he got up that shelf and he he was super aggressive and gained that shelf and he was able to get a drive like same thing, crested the top of that shelf slow and was able to get a drive up that left side all the way out the top super fast. So I'm like that was my plan and like that's all I'm thinking. I'm like, get to twenty like at twenty six, look left. At twenty six, look left. I get twenty six and I look left and I see it and it's just an ice luge. Like super steep up onto that shelf. And I I should have there was one bump where I checked up mm-hmm. and then tried to get the drive off it and get up at where I should have probably just hopefully held it pinned and got a wheelie. That was mm-hmm. tough. You can't wheelie on ice. Mm-hmm. So to get you can really plant that ski and get screwed from it. But so I'm looking up, I get over and I'm I'm going up that, that up that edge. And it's going slow. And I was like, all I saw, like, I saw two nubs like this right at the crest of that thing of stumps. And I'm like, if that track grabs I one need of them. It. I, I need yeah, this if I get, stump. If I get yeah. that stump, it'll, it'll grab it and I'll, it'll grab lugs and I'll get on top of that shelf. And from there, I'm like, I'm looking at the top. Yeah. I'm like, I got it. And I literally must have tickled that stump with them lugs. And it starts to come backwards. And it's only like a, probably a 30-foot shelf. And you, I had watched, like, Carl Cooster and these guys have trouble, troubles on this hill and literally slide down backwards. If you keep that sled running, hands on the handlebars that, and keep that tether on, you can take off again. I watched Carl Cooster literally keep his tether on, give himself a ski pull back down where he had spun back down to pull that front end down, get a drive, and he went out the top, and he was the first qualifier. Wow. Like, in his class, and I don't know what class that was, but yeah, it was a master's class of some sort. Anyway, so he had done that, and so I'm like – I start spinning out. I'm like, it ain't over yet. I'll be all right. Because I, like, had it under control. I had my left foot on the ice. I had my right foot on the rainboard, and it's sliding on its side. And I planned on, like, coming back down. I'm looking over my shoulder. Sled slides. It stops. And I've got both hands on the handlebars yet. My right foot slipped off the running board. Sled's still running. And I, like, go to pull myself back up to look over the hood, and I'm on snow. Like, uh-huh. Good snow. And I had another line to the left. And, like, four people oh, slide, no. into, slide into the front of my snowmobile. And I'm like, get out of the way. Get out of the way. And I hear an official, and I'm like, I hear an official over my shoulder yell, you're done. And I'm like, I'm not done. The sled's still running. They're like, they touched your snowmobile. And I'm like, that, I didn't ask them to. Like, I'm stopped here. Hands on my uh, hands never came off my handlebars. Tether's still on. Sled's running. And I mean, not to say, like, it would have worked or anything. Yeah. But it's just frustrating. Like, in the, it's, just, it's just really frustrating to, like, be told that you have to turn out on a line. Never mm-hmm. been told yeah. that before. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that you can't have another chance at it. It's really frustrating, too. Like, you fail. When I fail, like, I'm going to make 100 laps until I get it. I yeah. don't care what it takes or what arm I have to rip off <laughs> to do it. So, like, I'm stopped there, and my sled's still running, and I'm, like, revving it up. And then all these people step out of the way, and they're like, sorry, sorry. And the official's just screaming at me behind me. You're done. You're done. You're done. Shut the sled off. Shut the sled off. You're done. And I'm like, and I didn't obviously have any ground stand on. I don't know the rules. I don't know how yeah. any of it works. And I was like, I, I'm fine. And so I'm like, well, okay, shut the sled off. And it's funny. These people are like trying to tell me how to get my sled on to get my front end <laughs> down. And they're, they're like trying to tip it down with two skis. And like they're just trying to help. But yeah. like, I'm like, I get like a thousand snowmobiles on stuck a day. I tip it all the way on the side panel and, like, pull the ski down. And yeah. then they're trying to, like, when I'm trying to take off, they're, like, trying to pull my sled down, down flat. And I'm like, don't, stop don't do that. Stop doing it. Just let – I'm fine. Just let me take off from here. I'm uh, totally fine. Yeah. Like, I can – I should have just, like, turned left. Left. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, so I'm got, like – so I, I'm got, like, I'm I not, got in trouble one year. I'm st- – oh, really? Yeah. They I'm told st- me don't. 
I I blew like the third gate. I oh, I missed the third yeah, gate. Yeah, it's like you come too far, spend too much money. I'm still. I'm trying. like I'm going up, and I don't care if I get kicked out forever. I'm going up this hill. And that's where I was like, I'm coming down the hill, and I'm just like frustrated, and I'm just like. I've never had that type of frustration before because I always just look forward to trying it again. Yeah. And now it's like they're telling you you don't have another chance. And it's like, for one, it'd be one thing if I yard sailed and crashed or mm-hmm. ran over a gate or did something, but I felt like I still had a chance. So I'm like kind of upset about it. Yeah. And I'm like, God dang it. But I'm looking, I'm still pumped on my other class. And I'm just like, that really sucks. So I'm coming down the hill and I get back down to the pits and Darren hadn't watched it. Ah, uh, because he was and this getting. Is, this is think, just just so you guys know, we keep referring to Darren. So Darren Darren is with Polaris. Yep, he's our he's our buddy. He puts a lot of effort and takes a lot of pride in in his boys at yeah. Jackson. Yeah, I mean he is one guy that wants to win, and he <laughs> at, will do anything at all costs. At all costs. So yeah. I get back down and like uh, the next class. I don't remember what was up next. But he had another rider that he was getting ready, so I didn't really get a chance to talk to him. Um, I ended up getting teched for my – or something. So I was hung up in tech with a bunch behind a bunch of snowmobiles because I didn't even – I might, I thought I didn't even know if, like, I got a high mark high enough to oh, still qualify. Right. Yeah. So they ho- held me up in tech because they didn't know either that the class hadn't – the results hadn't come back. So I'm, like, kind of sitting there. I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, how does that work because I had no idea. And I – Get later, find out that like in, in the next class, I watched a guy get a rerun because oh. people touched his sled before he was done too. Like, and I was like, so then I kind of, and Andy saw it later. He saw it and he had a next class where he was helping one of his brothers or something. And he's like, dude, did you ask for a rerun on there? I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, you, he's like, you totally, he's uh. like, was your sled still running? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, but whatever, it was whatever. I didn't, so I didn't qualify in that class. I ended up, I don't know where I was, but I didn't, I didn't qualify in that class. But now like my main concern is like, I got to get my sled to run. Yep. So put a, put a logger on it. And I mean, it's late now and plan on, cause next day is finals and yep. I'm in a 900 mod and so, so you put a logger on it and how'd you, where did you go somewhere to go ride it? Yeah. Oh, that, that night? No. The, my plan was the next morning because I tore a bunch of stuff apart, looked everything over, kind of yeah. never didn't didn't good. find anything. Didn't find anything. Oh, frustrating. So so you got to get on the snow. Got to get it on the snow and try it. So I get up early the next morning and in the dark, and I run up uh up a trail and it's super icy. So I go run up and I'm literally just driving up the trail trying to keep my sled cool. Cool. Yeah. And it's impossible. Dragging both feet. I mean, stopping every, I mean, half a mile to dig the track in, trying to find enough snow. Snow is super low. So get up to a point where there's, like, some bumps to actually be able to hold it pinned up a little draw. And I literally pin it for two seconds. And all I feel is really bad stuff coming from the back end of the snowmobile. Oh, no. And I knew it happened. I blew my rear bogey. I hit literally two bumps, and it was so icy it blew my rear bogey because I didn't have the right bogeys. Uh, All those guys have that big aluminum hub that they bolt the bogeys to so they can't do this. Yeah. And I couldn't find one. I couldn't get one in time. So I blow the back bogeys off. I'm like, well, this really isn't good. I've so this is a- Sunday morning finals. You qualify for Jackson. Mm-hmm. You get a chance to go win the trophy. And here you are Sunday morning with a broken snowmobile. And trying to get back for riders meeting at, I think, <laughs> 7 or 8 or something. I don't remember when it is. I'm trying to get back with this broken snowmobile with 
no rear bogeys on it, so my track's just running around my rails. Oh, no. You know what that sounds like. Yeah. I'm going five miles an hour now at the now most. Now the sled's really now pissed. I really can't keep it cool. Yeah. So trying to pack snow on it, trying to dig that track in with a track that's, I mean, four inches too loose. Get, get the sled back to the truck. Have a heck of a time getting it in the back of the truck because it, it wouldn't drive up a hill. Yeah. Get the sled in the truck. I see the sun coming up, and I'm like, this is not good. I'm not going to make it back in time. Come flying through town, like, trying to drive back down to get to the riders' meeting. And I'm, like, at riders' meeting, like, just, I'm like, I got to go get fixed my sled. I need to get my sled fixed. So I run back to the trailer. <laughs> Darren, same thing. Darren calls me, and he's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, didn't even get to test it. Blew the rear bogeys off it. He's like, oh, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. So run back to the trailer, stick new bogeys in it, tension the track, get the sled on a trailer to get pulled up to the starting line. Oh, and the sled's no. sitting in the pits, and I'm just looking at it. I'm like, it's sitting. Even, so like, oh, I feel so helpless. This is terrible, I can't right? can't do anything. Your sled didn't run on Saturday for uh, what? Whatever, some unknown reason, yeah. right? It's worked flawless. Saturday, it doesn't work. You try to go test it Sunday morning, blow the wheels off. Now you don't have time to go back up on the hill to test it. It's in the pits. Broke. Sitting there. And I'm just like, well, I guess we need, it doesn't matter. Like, just need to go through, do the same thing, prepare the same way, and hope hope it works uh-huh. out. And, like, Sunday was nasty. Like Again, it's it does, it's that freeze-thaw deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, for you guys who don't know, and um, this, sorry, this podcast is going to be longer than our normal ones. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's all right. People, people dig it. So, um it's that time of the year where during the day the sun is out and it is so beautiful. And when it gets slushy, the racers are having fun. It's all good. And things are really fun Saturday afternoon, right? The course is cool and, and yeah. it's rough, but there's subtraction. And then Sunday morning comes and that slush is now solid freaking yeah. ice. ice. So, but I'm 900 mod, so I'm towards the end, towards of, the the end of the day. Yeah. So watching all these first classes go up, and the hill is just literally rocks, rocks and dirt. It's just so broken down. And, I mean, it was the same type of thing. Like, where normally, like, on finals day, I would say, like, just from watching in the past, classes are, like, I would say 25% don't make it. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, most people are going out the top. And where now, like, I would say this year – 25% 25% were going on yeah. the top, maybe. And it was so funny watching it. In the, they were doing so many gate moves between classes because it was breaking down so much, and they don't want to destroy this hill either. Sure. So they're moving the gates as much as they can, trying to keep the hill in good shape. And, like, so it's the same thing. It's that breakdown of when the track gets fast and then when it gets worse again. And so same thing, riding the chairlift. We got to ride the chairlift a bunch with Keith making laps, and, I mean, I made laps with Sam. And, and Keith is busy on Sunday. Because he's qualified in all his classes. He's got five classes on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, he's got five classes on Sunday. And, I mean, I get to ride the chairlift with him, which is pretty cool. I mean, just listening to the way he looks at the hill. And it was funny, like, I rode the chairlift before any races with him that morning, watching him and, like, where he knew – he wasn't – I was looking at the line at the moment. He <laughs> was looking at the line when that hill breaks down, and he knew how the hill was going to break down. And he saw some stuff that I was just like, huh. like That's cool. So, and it was, like, slivers of snow and, like, slivers of this and, like, little marks that you That's can, what you're looking for. Yeah, that's what yeah. he was looking wow. for. He wasn't looking for the big picture. He knew where the big picture was going to drive, like. Yeah. So, listen to all that. Same exact program. Like, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the Sunday's race. Sunday's brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you because there's a ton of people there. Yeah, it's busy. You're hoping you're just like, come on, son, come on, son, thaw that thing out, thaw that yeah. thing out. And then finally, around noon, the sled, the hill really starts to soften up, and people are like, there. I mean, there gets to be bigger holes, and the track gets even rougher. And they dropped us down into this, down into the gully, and you drive back left, and they made like a straight side hill. Yeah, now, I remember through the rock garden, mm-hmm. like they brought twenty seven and twenty eight up to where you had to go literally side hill through the rock garden. Yeah, and turn left and drive straight up through the rocks. Where before we were able to like jump through them rocks and get left, now it's straight through them. <laughs> and everybody was just like in the morning, the gates were there. They move all the gates first thing in the morning, and everybody's just like looking at the hill and they're like, "Are you?" No, they me? Did, they didn't put that gate. They there. literally put twenty seven. In the rocks on the left, and they put 28 on the right side of the rocks, and then you had to go straight up the rocks. Uh, and everybody's like, wow. So, same thing. takes a long time before anybody makes it out. And the, the I mean, just watching everybody's line traces and what they were going with was pretty cool. Luke's another guy that's super creative, taking some lines that nobody else is taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't know, coming into my race then um, – same thing, I think I was I was towards the back of the pack again. Mm-hmm. Same thing, I was like, and I was happy for it. No, that time I think it was like 18 out of 25, I think is what's in finals. And I was like 18th, and I was like, same thing. Like, Andy, I think was like 10th, and Andy spins out in the rocks. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. if he this is not good. Yeah. Like, and he had a, so getting a driver on 28 was super tough because there was a lot of people going like fast through 27, which would set them up poorly to get a drive around that corner. Uh-huh. That's what I was coming up with in my head. Like, I'm like, these people are going too fast around 27, and it's screwing them to get around 28 fast. So I'm, I'm looking at the hill. I'm like, I'm going to go super slow around 27 again and get that sled low and try to, like, try to instead of come to 28 and have to just apex that corner tight and get a, a straight drive of the hill, I'm going to try to come low on 28 and get it, cut that corner across and get a drive up them rocks. So, I same thing. Take off, and the sled's not running good again, and it's even worse. Like now, it's like takes a second to pop and do its thing before it'll even start spitting sputter. <sighs> yeah, and it's almost like a rev limiter. Uh huh. And so I get up to twenty seven again, just fine. And it's gnarly, like just bouncing skis off both sides of that trench. I get up to get a really sweet drive out of the bottom, out of that, out of the gully, and I go to go up that hill and it really lays down on me coming into 27 i was like come on girl like, come on come on <laughs> and i get around 27 same thing i drop that front end and dang near stop and i'm below the tracks in snow which was good and my plan was to kind of cut that corner over the berm and then try to stay left tight to that flag and i get i go to take off and the sled's spitting and sputtering and there's huge boulders to the right mm-hmm and oh, yeah. everybody was high marking at them boulders, right. you know, like they were getting up on them boulders and, at, then that wall, down. and they were sliding back yep. down. And I'm like, I'm coming around that corner at 27 where I watched or 28, where I watched a ton of people spin out and I'm doing like 30 looking at the top again. Uh-huh. And the sled's still laying down on me. And I don't like, I should have, I maybe should have done something like a full counter steer and tug, but I think I would have just slid and like, yeah. so I'm like, Eyeing up these two massive boulders, and there's a little bit of snow between them. And then I see, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going right for him. I have the speed to get over him. And I go, and I'm like, I got to hit him with the track. It's going to launch me forward. And there was a ton of snow up on top because nobody had gotten over the boulders. Right. They were all spinning out to the left of them. 
we got video of this, so this we'll, is pretty good. We'll yeah. be we'll be inserting all of this uh, for you guys watching on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no like, I mean, these boulders are huge. And I'm like, I'm not letting off. There's no way. Something will hopefully it bounces right. Yeah, right. Like you just hope for a good bounce. And, oh, you bounced all right. And <laughs> I end up, I I I didn't get to that sliver. To, if I would have wheelied through that sliver of snow between the two rocks, it probably would have kicked me like that and got me forward. Yeah, would have landed and been able to take off. And it ends up. I hit that rock on the left, and the bulkhead hits it first. Oh. So it hit the stand. It doesn't hit it on the track and buck me forward yeah. like I was expecting. It hits the bulkhead and stands that sled up, and that track grabbed that rock so hard. I mean, that snow flaps two and a half feet. Yeah. The sled's vertical. That snow flaps two feet off the snow. <laughs> and I'm, I'm straight up and down on that rock. And I'm looking over my left <laughs> shoulder, and when you look over your, le- or over your right, your right shoulder, shoulder on that yeah. hill, if you look over your shoulder on that hill, <clears throat> you're literally looking at town that's 1,500 oh, feet know, below man. you. And <laughs> I'm, I'm straight up and down, and I'm like, I'm not letting go of the sled. So I, I actually get the sled to fall back to my right in a re-entry, uh-huh. but it's so icy that the back end starts to chase me, and I, I get away from the sled. And the, the sled, just, I mean, it gets on two skis, and it is hauling ass down the hill. <laughs> i like, oh, well, this is going to be good. And it catches a ski and just starts freaking rolling and oh, rolling man. and rolling. And I'm just like, I think the hill was still, like, everybody was like, oh, right <laughs> when it happened. And then um, I'm just like, everything's kind of silent. I'm like, woo. And everybody freaks out. Uh, and I was like, and it was, I mean, it was pretty sweet. I just about. I mean, dude, how, your ski if, if the tip, timing would have been right on the you chairlift, hit a, you could have hit someone. Would have hit the chairlift. Yeah, yeah. So this video, guys, and we probably again, you'll you'll see it when you hit that rock. Like it sucked, dude. You came around that corner, and that sled just it. You needed the trajectory for your front end to be just like two degrees yes. to the left. If I, oh man, I don't know. I when I came over that little berm. Uh huh. I should have probably landed in a literally two inches more of a counter steer, and, and I should have been a little bit further away yeah. from the sled, and that sled maybe would have turned. But that sled just I I didn't put do enough input, and that sled started towards them rocks, and like at that point there was no I needed the yeah. drive. Yeah, if I'd have let off, I would have just spun out. So I'm like, well, we'll hit these things, and see how far up I can land. <laughs> and I literally got a mark. I mean, 20 feet above that rock. Yeah. And everybody was spinning out at the rocks or below, and I'm like. And there was, like, literally, I, I don't know how many high marks. Like, three-quarters of the class's high marks were at the rock. And I'm like, I hope I landed above them rocks. Because I couldn't really – you don't remember, really. And then, like, I let out a big cheer, and everybody's cheering. And I get, like, down at all the hill help, and, like, the people at the fence and stuff are like, that was insane. Are you all right? And I'm like, I do that, like, 20 times a day. It's just not in the ice. <laughs> like, that's a pretty normal crash for me. Yeah. And – I get back, and I was, I was like, after in my head, like now it's over, right? Like that was all I had, and I'm, um, I'm what like after watching all those guys do it, and like they're so bummed because it's a, it's a big, big deal to them, right? Like yeah. this is their, this is what they do for a living all winter. They put all this work into it, and like Andy was bummed, he spun out. And, yeah, like, Andy was bummed, he spun out. Um, all these guys are just bumming, and I was like, I'm smiling ear to ear, and I just wadded it in the rocks like my sled's broken i need another bulkhead after the <laughs> I know first you one that i need rock, another huh? bulkhead and i'm like my skis all bent up my handlebars are bent and i'm just like 
I'm pumped. I'm like, it's over. Like, it's the really, there's so much, I put so much pressure on myself, like, going into it and, like, throughout the deal, because I don't want to, like, I don't go into things just to do them. Like, no. I went there, and I was looking for, like, I never told anybody this, because even before the race, you, like, sat me down in the shop, and you're like, you're going to race against, like, this would be like you hopping on that dirt bike and going to race, like, Ken Roxon and, like, Eli Tomac. And I was like, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. If you're supposed to tell me I don't belong there or what, but that's and and that's not what I meant, right? Yeah, but like it, it, I, for me, like I was just like throughout all this, like going into it and all this practice and stuff. I'm like just wishing like I would have been more prepared, but like at the same time, I'm like I am prepared. This is what I do. It's just a different animal. Yeah, and and and, and I'll I'll come back to I'll let you finish that. But you know what my point was was you know you need you need to go there. Like, like you do, right? Mm -hmm. You went there knowing I have a shot. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I in my head. You got to be confident. In my head, right? like, it sounds stupid, but, like, in my head, I, like, honestly thought I could. And, I, I mean, with the right, that's the thing, with the right bounces and the right stuff and doing the right things, like, yeah. things can, things can happen. And I'm, like, I'm confident in my abilities on a snowmobile. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you, I mean, you can't ride them. Like, no. if you, that's, like, right here. Like, I mean, people talk about all the things in the snowmobile and the, and the like, things you need to be able to, like, know and how strong and how good a shape you need to be in and how good of a sled you need. It's nothing without this. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are, how it, good your sled is. Like, if you don't believe in yourself and, like, tell yourself you can do it, you're going to fail every single time. It's why at Keith, anything you do. It's why Keith is where he is at. Like, yeah. obviously, Keith is a, is a very gifted rider and he has good equipment, but... Keith goes into it knowing that he's going to go win. And yeah. the other thing that is amazing about Keith is, so Keith got through that head wall. Yeah. And made it. Yep. Keith has probably not made Jackson like three times. And, you know, one of his, and I don't know what class it was that day, between 27 and 28, he got around 27 and that front end hung up on him. And he pulled that front end down. It was the one class that he got I think he, I don't remember what happened, but he got hung up on it and he pulled his front end down too. He did mm -hmm. the same thing and still made it. He got around 28 and it was slow. But he made it. He made it. And that's all that mattered because I think like honestly four or five people in that class made it and he still got a really good time. But he literally got off his snowmobile, knew what he needed to do to set his sled up and he still made it out the top. Yeah. And, but yeah, so anyway, like the mental side of it, like, it's a relief to be done, kind of like <laughs> yeah. it, to have it all over with. It's like, oh god, the sled. Didn't, now it doesn't matter. Like I don't need to try to go get a sled running. I don't need to try to overnight another set Something. of parts or whatever. <laughs> I don't need another track. Like sled's busted up. I don't really care. I'm like, oh, that's good. Like now, like I'm looking forward to like just kind of being a little bit normal and going and going into town or whatever and getting something to eat and whatever. And I get down and like I all of the people like talking to like. Dan and like Budge was there and like all those guys are like dude it is so, you did so good this is so awesome to see you come here and like do this and I'm like I'm I'm st I'm still happy and I'm like it was like the experience was amazing and getting to do it but like in my head I'm just like I'm already thinking about next year yeah. and, like I'm I'm like just like thinking about all the things that I did wrong and like thinking about the mistakes and like wanting another chance already you know uh -huh. what I mean and like those guys are all like good job and like <clears throat> You're your, like, you yourself are your biggest critic. <clears throat> so I'm just trying to, like, I'm still pumped and, like, happy to be there. And I'm just, I'm still like, oh, I wish I had done this. Wish I would have done that. Oh, I'm going to do this next time. I'm going to, like, do all these things. And 
like, get back down. And I ended up, like, then, like, the results come out, and I was, like, my high mark was I got eighth uh-huh. in an open mod. And I was like, that's not what I wanted. I really wanted a top five. And, but, and I'm like, oh, I mean, that's actually pretty it's good. pretty decent. Yeah, like, looking at yeah. it. And so, and then, then I ride the chairlift up, up the hill for all the, the king runs yeah. and like all the like there, I think that was about all that was left. Go up to watch the king runs, and I mean the hill was so nasty and just getting to grab sleds. Me and Cody, that was a part that I skipped to. Cody Monroe, we had a bet going too because we were both uh-huh. in the same classes. And I, he <clears throat> he came into twenty eight same gate and he got bucked hard right on Andy's sled mm-hmm. and Andy's uh, old mod and got bucked hard right. Um, and he didn't make it, so I made it, and I claimed a dollar from him. <laughs> so I was pretty pumped on that. Did pretty good with the dollar bets on Jackson. I did, yeah. yeah. And um, anyway, like, just all of it was super cool, and the amount of help and <clears throat> how everyone was so so easy easy going with it and, like, so willing to help, like, as I'm just this, like, guest there. And, and, I, and I think, Kyle, that's – and, you know, this is how I – pictured wrapping this whole thing up is, you know, my goal for you was to earn the respect, right? Um, and that's funny you say that because, like, going in, there was some, like, other people there, and I heard from, like, people in the crowd because, like, my brother's walking around, and, like, he doesn't, he's not a part of the Stonefield industry at all and doesn't know anyone there. And, like, he's walking through the crowd, and, like, he was, like, he was, like, it was pretty funny, like, hearing some of the other, like, big riders be like, oh, another one of Brant's guys. We all know how this goes. Like, people that were saying that. Yep. And ended up, like, doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know. Yeah, it was – that part was cool. And then it was cool to see Cody – my brother's Cody. It was cool to hear him be, like, how pumped people were for me to be, like, I'm – not a racer like I'm not a part of that crowd at all yeah and like to hear how pumped people were in the stands he's like dude you like the only time like people cheered way louder for you which because probably because like when Keith goes he like they just know he's gonna go out the top where when I'm coming there they don't know what to expect <laughs> we got a wild card here <laughs> yeah, we don't we know what's gonna happen card. yeah uh. um and and you know that's you know I used words like you know earn the respect and um make me proud and like all of those things and and you did exactly that and and that's where you know with all of those guys and that's that's what I love about the hill climb community is literally everyone will bend over backwards for the person that you're trying to beat you know and you don't want to you're not so you know, there's a lot of pressure to not let yourself down, your family down, yeah. your boss down, you, all these yeah. people. Who, yeah, pressure. Yeah. Right? There's and and that's your relief you're talking about on Sunday. Yeah. Like, well, here you go. I you, you yeah. I did. I gave it my all, and and it's hilarious, right? Like you, the crowd goes silent, and they're like, "Is he dead?" And yeah. then it's the yeah, <laughs> you know, and it it's over. Yeah. It's like, it's it's like oh, a big weight off your shoulders. It's rewarding. You did all you could do. It's been a crazy week. We've talked about this. This started six days two, before this. Two and a half hours, right? We've talked yeah. about this, and now it's been, yeah, six days of no sleep. Like Six days of, like, trying to be a hill climber against these guys <laughs> that have done it for and, years and have yeah. all this stuff to do it. Do it every weekend. And, 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 you, did, and you did good. And it and, went good, yeah. Yeah, and so... I, and you know, I, that's what, you know, I love about you. Like I, I will, 
I am proud to, you know, have you associated with, you know, me and you're a part of this company. And when you walk in to the room at Jackson, like you, you, you earned your respect. And I think that's, what's cool about year one. I think this year, obviously that like you were already, as you're sliding on your butt down, I'm the, already like, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm, I'm like at that point, like after I'm going to, I'm going to prepare for eight days next. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. But, but yeah, no, like that's exactly true. Like slide when I'm sliding down on my butt, yeah, I'm already, already picking like, up parts. Picking up oh, parts. Oh, shit, there's my ski. <laughs> yeah, Better one of the announcers is like, he's going to need a bucket to get that thing back to Minnesota. <laughs> but so I'm sliding down, and I'm already, like, I'm, like, even, like, going into it, like, after them first couple of runs, I was already, like, I'm, like, I'm really going to know what to be ready for. I'm going to have things. I'm going to do so many things different for yeah. next year, like, sled-wise, like, setup-wise, actually <clears throat> knowing what to get a sled ready for, how to set up my sled seeing the track and knowing what to practice for. Yeah. Like that track's a lot different than what I practiced. And I don't know, just it, there, there's a lot of that, that I, I mean, I wasn't even like, I was already looking forward to the next, to yeah. the next year and being ready for it. Yeah. And you know, we'll, we'll wrap this up, but you know, I think you, as you're walking down, you're feeling, um, relieved, relieved. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, you have, all your peers, right? The guys that have been helping you this week. Yeah. They're, they're like, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. Good job. Darren, like, you know, calls me that night. He's like, you know, Cal, he did pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he did. And I, I was watching it on the live stream. They do an incredible job being able to watch it on the live stream. I was at home um, and, you know, just cheering and jumping up and down. And, um, and you know, it was, it was awesome to hear because it can go the other way too. It could be, you know, things don't go right and you don't have a good run and, or you're nervous and you don't perform the way you should. And, you know, like that, it's embarrassing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to do better. Um, mm-hmm. And you walked away not feeling like that. You walked away feeling um, content. Yeah, right? content. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Content and just looking, just ready. Ready for and the next. The biggest, yeah. the biggest thing, though, is like even though like it's, it's over, you're still like, God, I want to hit that thing I want, again. I know. Like yeah. At the end of the, me and Cody were talking because Cody had some regret too because he screwed sure. up his runs, and he's just like, he's like, what would you pay right now for one more run at that hill? And I'm like, and then everybody was kind of standing around at this point, and like they can't stop. And us they're all. all just, they're just all <laughs> just like, they're like, they should literally start a class, like some sort of LCQ or like some sort of like Bush league championship where like everybody that has regrets just buys back into this class <laughs> at the end to get one more shot at the hill. Cause it's like that, man. It's like in the back country, you, you can just hit something you as, go long do it again. as hard as you want where there it's like, they're literally, you're literally just staring at something that you can't have. Well, and what's so tough is, and we can talk about this forever, but what's so tough. And I, I remember Cody's run specifically when he got stood up on 28 and literally just had to turn right. Mm-hmm. He, you're just so pissed off and you're like, damn it, dude. Like I sat on my ass for like, I was here at the writer's meeting at 7 a.m. It is now 3.30 and I been on my snowmobile for 52 seconds and I'm going home now yeah. and you're so pissed off that you just made a mistake. Yep. That's yeah. what that I'll be honest. That's what I didn't like about hill climbing. Yeah. You had to be like, we're not perfect in the backcountry, no. and we still make it to the top. Yeah. And you have to be perfect at Jackson to make it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just drop around yeah. one different gate. And I, yeah, just like the help from everyone, like Seth Wilson, 
like a guy that I didn't even know before this race is like like pulling skis out of his trailer. He's like, here, try these skis. If it's icy, you need to run these. And like just giving me a set of <laughs> skis to try. And I mean, like everybody, like all the advice and help from all of them is just was was really cool. And just kind of seeing like I can't imagine the pressure on like Keith and Andy and Justin and Luke yeah, and man. like Brandon and all those guys that like they're expected to like Polaris comes in and they set these guys up because they're with everything to win. to win. Yeah, they're there to win, and if like expectations or class is lost, it's not a good thing. They, I mean, they're there to win, yeah. and like the pressure that they have to deal with is a whole other element. Like I'm there, like I got nothing to lose. Like I showed up on my own stuff to ride. Like ended up getting way more help than I would have ever expected or asked for, which is kind of like a guilty feeling, but like, and just imagining the the pressure on those guys to perform yep. is like an element that they have to it's deal with. It's a whole nother level there, yeah. right? It's, you know, it is contracts, and if you don't perform, there's another guy waiting, yeah. right? That's maybe did good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, this has been, this has been, enjoyable and you know what i got to do i got to sit here and listen s instead of me talking uh, so <laughs> yeah, i kind of got carried away there probably huh yeah um <laughs> well i hope you guys enjoyed it uh, another big thanks to arctic effects for sponsoring this podcast it's uh that's pretty cool kyle um i can i'll just say this for everybody i think we are all as excited as you are for this next season i think um you know we're gonna uh, we got a better plan uh, yeah. from a sled standpoint and practice standpoint and preparation standpoint. And um, I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. So, and that's the biggest thing is you need to have it be fun. If it's not fun, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. And that's where, yeah. Seeing that with some people, I could see. Where, you can see it. Yeah. You right? can see it. Yep. It doesn't work. Well, you, you, when you go in mentally defeated already. There's no chance. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome job. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the two-part series. We're going to put um, some content, of s some video content and some pictures and all that stuff of Kyle yarding himself <laughs> up on uh, the YouTube podcast. So check that out. And um, everyone, uh, have a Merry Christmas. And we will uh, be back after the new year. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Nice job, Kyle. <laughs>